What's up my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, hello, hello, welcome back. I am here with a really special guest today, and I am so excited to introduce her to you guys. We are here with the wonderful Michelle. I'm so excited. Woo! <laughs> Michelle, as I always like to call her Bake Shell, is my first guest ever on the podcast. I'm so excited. Since Michelle is our first guest ever, Michelle, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you're about. Well, I just want to say I'm really excited. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this for such a long time, right? Yes. But thank you for having me. So I think you did a little intro already. My name is Michelle, and the extension of me is Bake Show. And what is Bake Show? <laughs> You're like, shell. Okay, what is Bake Show? <laughs> it's okay. What is Bake Show? Bake Show is vegan and gluten-free goody business. Yes. And her business is through Instagram, mostly. Yes. Instagram and uh, e-commerce. Yes. So we're going to do Instagram and then the website is coming. Yes. So Just wanted exciting. to drop that there. Yes, I know. <laughs> Michelle and I met like, what, a year ago? No, almost Less. a year ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We're Less like a couple a of ago. months away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we met last summer, and we just, like, immediately had this bond, and so ever since then, we've just been, like, talking about everything under the sun. <laughs> we've been inseparable. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we really have. We're, like, always just, like voice messaging, like talking, Instagramming. And so I really wanted to have her on the podcast because I met her right when I kind of had like a turning point in my whole like journey. She was one of the first people that I feel like I met that was on the same type of journey as me. And so at that time, I didn't really have a lot of friends and especially not friends that were doing the same type of thing, like being entrepreneurs, um, you know, into like self-love and like manifesting and all that stuff. I didn't have anybody in my life really who was doing that except for my coach. So I think that's why we like instantly connected because we were both on the same journey. Oh yeah, for sure. I think we were both on the same wavelength. I think we were in this discovery journey in our life, right? We were like, okay, who are we? What are we trying to create? What are we trying to do? And then I met you and you're like, I don't know what I'm trying to do, but I know what I want to do as well too. And yeah. we weren't confident about it yes. at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Neither one of us were really that confident about it. I remember actually like, okay, so Michelle does vegan and gluten-free baked goods, as she said. But at the time when we met, obviously we didn't know anything about each other. And I still like that. that I know what like, you're going to say. <laughs> I know. That like sticks in my head because you're like, I let, I love to bake. And I'm like, okay, thinking, weirdo. Like, okay. <laughs> and she said it as if it was like, um, did you watch High School Musical? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. Okay. Am I, like, kicked out of being your friend now? <laughs> no, but, like, it would make sense if, you know, in high school... Well, you don't. But in High School Musical, the guy, he wants to bake, but he's, like, embarrassed to say it. Mm. And so he just, like, blurts it out. And he's like, I love to bake! And I'm like, that's exactly what it sounded like you were saying. You're like, everybody stop. I like to bake. <laughs> that's what he does in that thing. 
That's like exactly what he does. So um, that's kind of what it sounded like. Like she was like, it just sets my soul on fire or something like that. I just love to bake. And I'm like, okay. So, okay. So then we followed each other on Instagram. She said it, the way that she said it was like, oh my God, I just can't wait to tell somebody about this. Like I can't wait to tell someone how much I love baking. Okay, before we get ahead of ourselves, um, cause we already are, I knew this was going to happen. We're all nervous to record. And then of course, once we start talking, Me nervous, I am not nervous girl. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I knew as soon as we were like going to talk, we can't shut up, which is why oh. we became really fairly fast friends. So before we get ahead of ourselves, I like to do two things on the podcast, weekly win and a weekly favorite. So I'll let you go first. And tell me just like, what's your weekly win? Weekly win can be something exciting you did this week or something that you conquered or something that where you're like, oh my God, I finally drank my water or whatever. I don't know. That was a really stupid example. (laughs) I worked out five times this week or something like that. That's actually legit. A lot of people don't drink water throughout the day. Yeah, that's true. But that's not my win. Okay. What is your win? (laughs) My win is my balance this week. Yay. I think as... I've been doing more of my baking, more of me, and finding myself. I feel like I've always had to work. Yeah, like I've always had to work. So my win is that I've been able to balance more of that, that I don't have to be working 24-7. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you're not working 24-7. Do you feel like your work or how much you work or how hard you worked was associated with a specific outcome? Oh, yeah, that I was going to be successful if like I worked hustle. 24-7. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you feel like you're finally finding balance. Yeah, that you don't have to be working 24-7, right? And that also success will come and that you can manifest your dream life and pause and rest and have fun and get to know yourself as well too. I think that's like really a hard place to find because people talk about balancing all the time. But when we have like this connection of hard work and success it becomes really hard to live in that balance because then you're like well when am I going to be successful or like we're trying to reach this certain point of success where it's going to also also that would equal happiness and so like trying to be live in that balance um I feel like it's hard because we're like well I don't have a lot of time I want to be happy now I want to be, I want to get to that happy place or I want to get to that successful place so I can be happy. And if I work harder, I'll get there faster. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that we never give ourselves some time to breathe because we're thinking if we work, 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 we're going to get there faster. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of the magic happens while you rest. We talk about that (laughs) all the time. Okay. My weekly win um, is I finally got to share the teaser for the podcast and it was amazing. Instagram. Oh my God. It was like such a long time coming. I say this, I said this in the last podcast and I've said it all over Instagram, but it's been so long. Like it's been like months and months and months of planning and like having the teasers ready and wanting to talk about it. Um, but holding back because it's not ready to go yet. And I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm having a podcast coming. And then like eight months later, still not there. So I finally got to share like the first teaser and it just made it like so real. How did it make you feel? It made me excited. It kept being like the, the podcast launch, like timeline and recording and all that. I was always like waiting for someone else, right? I was Mm. waiting for photos back or I was waiting for video or I was waiting for like something to slow down or like for me to have all the back end stuff like ready to go. I was always waiting on something else. And I wasn't waiting on anything anymore. So then it became just like, are you like, are you ready to 
to do this because it's all on you now. So it felt kind of like a little nerve wracking because it's very vulnerable. Oh yeah, for to sure. To just be like, even though like when I'm saying it, I'm like, I'm not doing anything yet, but just by me posting that one teaser reel, it's like, okay, we're going now. Like yeah. now, now something is happening and it's emotion. You can't look back. No, you, you can't you, change. You're going forward now. Which we could change. Like you can always change and pivot, but like it was like the initiation of like something starting. It felt exciting. It felt like exhilarating, but it also felt like vulnerable, nerve wracking, a lot of emotions and a lot of like buildup for something that then it's like, oh my God, okay, well there's more coming. It's not, it's not done. You know, it's not to fruition yet, but it's like, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not even really like, I wasn't that excited to post it yet because it's not there yet. Like there's still mm -hmm. so much to share. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. You know, right now when you were talking, I was thinking about something as entrepreneurs, when we're creating or we're about to do something big, I don't think everybody knows what really happens behind the scenes and then how much we have to process on our own to actually get there. Yes. <laughs> so then people think that you're doing nothing, but really you're doing so much behind the scenes. So listening to you right now, it was like, wow, you were doing a lot behind the scenes as to get this going. Yes. Yeah. And what you're really conquering and the obstacles you're removing from yourself in order to feel confident to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, everybody to work. And bring it around. <laughs> I'm like, call me in when you need me to route us back. <laughs> but it's true. It is true though, because it's like starting anything. Yeah. Even if it's not your own business, even if it's just like your online presence, even just showing up on social media, like it's a lot of obstacles that you have to conquer. Like absolutely within your own head. Like what are other people going to think? Like what are like, do I have the confidence to get on here and show my face even when I'm, you know, not wearing makeup or whatever, like all these things go through your head that in a normal day today, they do go through your head, right? Like when you're talking to someone and maybe yeah. you have a pimple or like, I'm basing everything on appearance, but even like talking to someone and maybe saying something incorrectly or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, you're always thinking about these things, but being like in a business and then also, also putting it on social media is like levels and levels and levels of all those thoughts. And people can reach and access you when you're on social media and when you own your own business, pretty much at all times. Like mm -hmm. people have access to you and can see you and can like assess you over and over and over all the time. I feel it's like there was something I wanted to say, but I forgot. Probably because I kept talking. <laughs> no, I, I think there was something that you said that really clicked for me right now. And I, I think it's mostly what you said about being accessible to everybody all the time. And then also the pressure that you create on your own. Yeah that a lot of people do not have the ability to move forward with a lot of the thoughts or the ideas that they want to do. And this is why I was talking about the behind the scenes and what you have to like maybe do your healing, you have to do a journey, you have to like maybe go to therapy, like all these things that you have to do in order to believe in yourself and feel confident. Sometimes they'll stop you. And oh, this is why sure. people do not are not able to do what they want. And it's not to shame anybody or to put anybody down, but just to explain how much processing goes behind the scenes. It's like a mental journey every single yeah. day. 
yeah, that's my story of my weekly win. <laughs> Well, I'm okay. really proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so, so proud of you because as your friend as well and s- talking to you every single day and then processing some of those feelings and thoughts, you know, that you share with me, no matter what, what I see in you is that you have so much determination and you believe in yourself. Even when like you do not, you come back and you're just like, okay, wait, okay, what do I need to tell myself? What do... What did I have in that moment of inspiration? Because inspiration and happiness mm-hmm. is not always there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get into your head. But I want to say that I'm really proud of you because here you are doing it. I think that's something that Renee used to tell me all the time when um, when we first got together was like determination is what mm. he was saying. Like, oh, I always see determination. You, you know, you get de- knocked down. 10 times, get up 11. You know, like you just keep going. That's beauty in itself. That's that. I never saw that in myself, but I think that is really true. Now that I've being in business with him and then being in business with myself, doing all those different things and seeing like you have to shift all the time. Like we Mm. have to shift it all the time. So like there's no like there's no other option except for to just get up and keep going. And like I didn't realize how much that was going to help me as a business But, But I also want to say not to cut you off. Sorry. But, you know, you just made me think about something is that a lot of people do take that as a sign that they shouldn't move forward. Like when they think, well, when they have to like, yes, when they have to shift. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of people do not even see an option to shift. That's true. I think so. um, that's a skill in itself. (laughs) That's a learned skill. I feel like for anybody in business, because if something's not working right, you have to be able to admit and be vulnerable and say like, hey, this isn't working. Where can I go from here? But I'll talk about this more too on that episode that I do uh, with Renee because I really want to have him on and talk about our business and how I mentioned this a little bit in the last episode, but we didn't know what the fuck we were doing at all. And I think that's why we became really quick at shifting. Yeah. Because if it wasn't working, that meant that like we couldn't pay our rent. You yeah. know, like if it wasn't working, then that meant like we didn't have an, an, another backup. Um, and so we had to just like, okay, this isn't working. We're going to go down this avenue. Okay. This isn't working. Like, is it something with us? Is it something with them? Is this the wrong avenue? And like, keep reassessing. You have to like reassess, not even every day, but like every hour, I feel like sometimes. Cause you're like, what the fuck? Like, have you ever seen that meme where it's like the day of an entrepreneur and then it's like, Oh yes. my God, I'm doing everything right. Oh my God. I fucking suck. Everyone hates me. Oh my God. I finally hit, I finally figured it out. Oh my God. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yes. Like, like I know nothing, you know, it's like up and down every hour. That's, how I think. That's why I was saying that when you do have inspiration or you're in that yes. moment of happiness, it's like, you know, going with it. Yeah. But then also realizing that it's not always going to be like that, but it's okay. Yeah. That's when you kind of brainstorm to get to that other place again. And that's just what it is. Ups and downs and nothing is better than the other one because both of them serve you to make you a better person. Yeah. That's a good point too. It's like nothing is better than the other. No. I like that you said that. I can, I can share more knowledge from Bake Shell. (laughs) Okay. We're going to get into our weekly favorites. I'm going to share mine first, so hopefully I don't talk as much. Um, <laughs> it's called a daily meditation, but it's basically, if you've ever done like a daily devotional, it's kind of like that where you just read a little, um, uh, little passage. excerpt passage 
every single day. Renee and I were like really into this like a few years ago, actually when our business got really, really tough. Mm. We started implementing like this morning walk and we started implementing just a daily meditation. And it literally takes like two to three minutes and Mm -hmm. we just read it to, I would read it every morning to him and it would kind of be like something for us to just think about either on the walk or something for us to talk about on the walk or like sometimes we would do it like running out of the house. Like it was just something for us to connect on Mm. and for us to think about and kind of have like some, it's kind of like pulling a card, right? Or like, like it's just something to like get your brain kind of stimulated and something for us to like connect on together. It really helped us, especially in that time of like our business, just like really being tough. We got off of it for a while. And then in the new year, I bought a new one that I saw on, I think I saw it on TikTok, but it's called journey to the heart. So I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. I got it on Amazon, but it's daily. So it um, has the date that you actually flip to the date. It's just like a quick little excerpt. And so we've been reading that, like I said, every morning, either before or after like our morning walk. And it's just like quick, easy, gives you something to like think about. So are these passages supposed to be like very positive? Or yeah. like help you think? I think they're just like thought provoking. So there's okay, this it. one. So obviously, yeah, mo- some like we've had uh, devotionals before that were like about marriage or like mm-hmm. about love. Um, and I liked those as well. This one is more like neutral. So it's okay. not geared towards couples or like geared towards. Um, it's a journey to your heart. Journey to your own heart. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It really is. It's kind of like just like. How to kind of like listen. I feel like it, it goes a lot into like how to listen to your heart, how to listen to yourself, what's blocking you, like how can you really get in touch with your own intuition. Oh, okay. Which is really nice. That's really nice to do that you guys have something. Well, it's so funny that you say that that's your favorite thing because I was going to say something about me and my partner as well too. Yes, okay. Share, so, share. Uh, my favorite thing for this week is that now that I have more balance <laughs> <laughs> and confidence to do so and, and not feel guilty about it, <laughs> um, my husband and I have been having brunch every single morning together. And I say brunch because he stays up working all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he goes to sleep around like 4 or 5 a.m. And so he wakes around like 1 p.m. So we have brunch together. So that's been my favorite thing. Just sitting there and enjoying brunch with him. Yeah. And like having that time together. Yeah. And we don't even talk. It's just about <laughs> like company. It's like the presence. So yeah. Just being in each other's presence. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your brunch is my morning walk. Yeah. Got it. You know? Like, yeah. How long have you guys been doing that together or been like implementing that? time together that oh no it's just this week oh just this week yeah that's why I said my win for the week is my balance literally I was like oh okay I get it okay I have nothing else to say about that that's awesome (laughs) well then we get to go start the podcast (laughs) let's get into it we'll laugh with that I don't know I was also trying to breathe do you not breathe I hold my breath so much have you never noticed that about me yes you have have (laughs) well when you're doing your voice messages over text I can hear you breathing because I think you're trying to remind yourself to breathe. I am. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm not even breathing right now. I still haven't taken that breath. I'm not, <laughs> not breathing. I'm like, oh, is that why you're turning purple? <laughs> well, I'm doing like shallow breaths, but like I'm not taking a big breath. But when I get excited about something or when I'm really focused. So mm. a lot of times when I'm like talking to someone, even in person, like a lot of times I don't breathe very deeply because I'm really trying to focus. Let's get into the meat of the podcast. So when I was, (laughs) when I was thinking about Michelle and like, what are we going to talk about? 
Um, and just thinking about guests for the podcast in general, what I was thinking about is I really wanted to focus on like everyone's own individual confidence and <clears throat> what makes them confident, what drives them to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm thinking about interviewing people, like, and just thinking about like, we were talking about this too, but thinking about the people and the women that I surround myself with, what they do is fucking hard. All of them. Like what they do requires so much confidence, so much like determination and self-worth. 100%. Confidence. <laughs> I, I mean, coming here as a baker, it's like, what do you mean confidence? <laughs> but, yes, you kept saying that, remember? No, no, no. But it's so much. Yes. Like putting your product out there, your art, because you're an artist as a baker, right? And so people That's are going to gravitate to it or not. Yes. Um, sometimes you're scared that you're going to make some ugly shit. <laughs> and I've made some ugly shit before, <laughs> but you're, you really are scared. And so I've had to battle that inner voice so many times when I'm about to post a picture of a cake, of a cupcake, of a cookie. And I'm like, this, this is ugly. Or has this ever happened to you where it like, doesn't come out exactly how you visualized? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you don't want to share it because it's not what you thought oh my gosh you know i was just having this thought the other day i was like bless all my freaking bake shell customers when i just started off because i look at it compared to now to like before and i'm just like i can't believe people were paying me for this oh my god (laughs) you're like it's amateur yes but i mean i think that's the beauty of people right that they support you and they know that you're starting off but we all start off somewhere yeah and like if you never would have started and, and people never gave you a chance, you ne- would have never gotten better. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have been practicing. And exactly. And, like, taking in people's um Yeah. I, I think feedback. the cool part is that you never see yourself growing mm. until you look back. And then you're just like, oh, this is growth. But every single day, you don't see it. Yeah. That's why, like, uh, the year-end reviews or, like, you know, like, flashback or something like that is, like, so powerful to see. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God, I forgot that that even happened. Or I forgot where I used to be. I want to focus mostly on Michelle and how she is fake shell and how she's confident. But I wrote down a few like little talking points for us. I mean, there's so much, I feel like there's so much like that we could go into as far as like fake shell and Michelle and all that (laughs) stuff. But um, I guess the first thing I really want to like kind of dive into is something that's like more recent for you, which mm-hmm. is like going full time into, into Bake Shell. And, oh, like, is that what I'm doing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Are kidding. You? Yes. <laughs> You're like, did I say something wrong? <laughs> um, but like, tell, okay. So talk to us about that. Tell us, tell us like what even you are doing and then like how you had the balls to do that and like what made you decide to do it and like. You're like, tell us, just you're start like, say something. Start talking. <laughs> you're like, hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> um, yes, well, I did part ways with my nine to five. Yes, oh my gosh. So I feel like I'm living a dream sometimes. That I, how is it possible that I was able to part ways with my yeah. nine to five? Before we even go there, uh, I was at my nine to five for eight years. And what was your nine to five? Um, I was a supervisor for a mental health agency. Okay. Um, so I was on call 24-7 for six years. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. It's a lot of time. It, it started to bear after a time. Like, it was he- hitting heavy. Yeah. But you don't know because you're just like, I'm just it's doing... Normal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I parted ways with my job. My last day was 12-31. We're in 22. 
Yes, twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-one. Yes. Yeah. So twelve thirty-one. Twenty-one was my last day as my nine to five. Yeah. And then I decided that I was gonna go full time into just I think finding myself. What is next? What is my journey? And then also cultivating Bake Show. What What got you started in that? It's so funny because I try to think that myself too, and I try to like pinpoint it. But I went to Japan. <laughs> in 2000 and we're gonna start all no i'm just kidding like in 2005 no in 2001 no (laughs) (laughs) so in 2000 i don't know what year we're going to japan and that was my first time that i ever left the country i don't know what happened but i came back and i was like i saw their way of living and how they do a lot of just them they really cultivate like themselves and working on themselves and um honoring who they are that was something that i learned and observed from um being in japan um so when i came back i was like i love cookies <laughs> i really do I love baking I, I love baking i never baked from scratch ever until and what year the end of 2019 so then i told ray my husband i was like let's go to target and let's just go get stuff for baking so i got what what is that thing called the kitchen <laughs> KitchenAid. The kitchen. What is it? Mixer. A mixer. Yeah. There we go. Oh my God. I'm here baking and I'm like, what is that? She's professional. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> so we got a mixer and I got a cookie, uh, a cookie sheet. And then I got like flour and I was just like, I'm going to teach myself how to bake. And that's how it started. And I was baking like freaking crazy after that. Was there something you saw on social media or was there something that you saw like in Japan specifically that like sparked that idea? Or Mm -mm. do you think that... It was just like a major download, I think. Okay, it was? I was going to say if maybe it was something that you had like kind of... I think I've played with that before. Okay, you have. Okay, so I was a little kid with the... Did you guys... Did you ever have the the Easy Bake bake Oven? Okay, so you were the kid with the little... With the little... With the Easy Bake Oven. It was little. It was little. <laughs> like everything that you. <laughs> yes, yes, I was that kid. Okay. And then um, I just loved watching baking shows. Okay. Not professional ones, but I just like people like making something a yeah. disaster, and it was just fun to me. So, I actually learned the concepts of baking just from watching shows, like on the Food Network. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, okay, so you went to Japan, you came back, you bought all that stuff, and then what happened? I started making cookies like in your apartment. Yeah. I started making cookies and I was posting them on Instagram and I was just kind of just sharing me diving into a hobby. And that was it. How did it turn into a business? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know even know if this, uh, my dear friend Saul was going to look at this and I don't even know if he knows about this story, but I have to say the story. So I was just posting my cookies all the time and I was just baking and one day he messages me around like 2 a.m. and he has a business, Official B. He is a shoe business. So he messaged me and he's like, Hey, can you send me your menu? 2 a.m. Send me your menu because I want to give my employees some of your cookies. I didn't have a fucking menu. It's 2 You're a.m. Like, a menu? <laughs> I was curled up in like the couch watching TV at 2 a.m. I get this message and I'm like, holy shit, somebody wants to buy my cookies. Like, officially. You Were were you promoting at all no. for anyone to buy? No, no, no. No, not at all. It was just me baking for, for myself and for my friends yeah. and for fun. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it was just cookies? It was just cookies at okay. that time. Okay. It was okay. just cookies, and I was just like, holy shit, somebody wants to buy my cookies. That was, like, the most exhilarating feeling ever. So I got up, and I fucking made a menu. <laughs> 
Uh, at, at 2 a.m. What program did you make it on? Um, I... What did I do? Oh, WordPress. WordPress, okay. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, WordPress, let's create a menu. What was on the menu? <laughs> just my cookies. All the type of cookies that I had made before. Okay, okay. That I was like, okay, I feel confident. Confident making. Yeah, yeah, I feel confident. These taste good. Uh, my husband has taste tested, and he's like, yeah, this is good. So I just put it on there. I decided the price at the moment as well, too, and I played it off. And then I messaged him, like, around 6 in the morning, and I was just like, hey, just getting up. <laughs> been working all night. <laughs> Do you know this? No. <gasps> I know. Oh my god. Does he I'm like too shy. First cu- he was your first customer? No. I know. I'm so shy to tell him. But I hope oh I can god. share this story with him now or he sees this. So anyways, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just waking up. Here's the menu. Let me know what you want. And he res- instantly, he was like, here, I just want these cookies and that's it. I'll pick them up. Here you go. And that's how it started. So then after that, I was just like, well then, I guess this is a business. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? Okay, and if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to Go ahead, it, no, like, go ahead. How much did you get paid for that? And what would, like, how much, how much was the order? Was it a lot? Was it small? Or was it like so much of a, uh, so much of an amount that you were like, oh my God, like I could make money doing this? Or was it still not like that? I think it was like a $200. Okay. Yeah. And how did, was $200, like, did it feel like, oh my God, like, I could make money doing this. Like, I just made $200 doing what I like. Or what was the feeling that you had? Um, I was just like, well, if he wants to buy, maybe somebody else wants to buy. Okay. So then what happened? You. So like... then I posted my, my menu to the public. <laughs> I know. But you're crazy. I know. I love it. I don't know what I was thinking or doing, but I was just like, this sounds right and I'm going to do it. And then what happened? Like, I started to get orders like crazy. And this was, okay, give us a timeline. You said it was, I think originally you've told me before. It was during okay, lockdowns. Yes. So I taught myself how to bake literally 1230, 2019. Okay. And then his order came in around May, April. And then after that, my first cookies that I... Yeah, 2020. And the first cookies that I gave to another customer was around Easter time. Okay, no, wait. And get this. Then somebody randomly, who I don't even know, messaged me on Instagram and said that they wanted cookies too. I don't know how the hell they found me. Yeah. And this is how I was like, wow, people can find me and people want to buy cookies. And I said, Mm -hmm. why not make it something then? So then from that moment, that's how Bake Show became Bake Show. Uh, was your Instagram name Bake Shell before that? Or was it? No, it was just my normal name. And when did you change it? Once I felt confident enough. <laughs> okay, t- tell me. I, we've never talked about this. Oh, really? We have never talked about this? No. Oh, this is cool. So is this your first time hearing this? Well, I, I knew of that, like, I knew the outline of that story, but I don't know, like, what made you change your name to Bake Shell and, like, well, I know that you said it was Ray's idea, Bake Shell. Yeah. But I asked him, yeah. For the name, I mean. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how, like, when that happened or, like, when you changed it or when you became, like, the persona. Like, I see you as Bake Shell. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, and I'm sure a lot of people do, too. But, like, when did that switch over in your head? And, like, when did you... Well, I just started posting... Anything that I posted on my Instagram, that was my personal Instagram, became cookies. The cookies took over. Cookies took over. I was just like, people like to see this. People are buying this. This is what I do. This is what I do for fun. So I'm going to post it. 
and then you changed your name. I actually did a poll on my story. So this is me like brand new coming into like Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. I picked two names, something to do with Bake Shell for both. And I let people pick. The one that people picked is the one that became. That's crazy. <laughs> this is like a side note though, but you said I was brand new to using Instagram stories. And this was during quarantine. So this is like mid 2020. Yes. Okay, so tell me about that because I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but this is in regards to like confidence and stuff. Why were you new to using Instagram stories at that time? Because at that time in my own personal life, I never had anything that interesting to post. (laughs) So now that I'm creating cookies and everything, I'm like, oh my God, everybody needs to see this. And now I need to show off what I'm making. So I started to post on stories. I still didn't post my face. It took a lot to kind of get to that point where I was felt like okay and confident enough yeah. to do it. And then I was awkward at that time too. Yeah, I want to dive into that too. <laughs> okay, so you were getting like crazy orders. This was in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then that was only cookies. It was my girlfriend's birthday. Okay. My dear friend Alexis. And she's like, hey, can you make me a cake? I have no idea how to make cakes. I've never made a cake before in my life. Never even made cake batter from scratch (laughs) i know i'm just like bsing my way through all of this oh my god okay so then she asked you and how much like lead time did you have i didn't even practice making a cake you just gave her the first one i just gave her the first cake what if it was gross i don't think it was no no i know but like obviously i know you probably (laughs) ate some of it but i'm saying like i'm like it's not what the hell (laughs) like i don't know i just felt it in my gut that it was okay to give so, so your first try, you yes, sold. I or watched, did you just give it to her? No, no, no. I gave it to her. So I watched a YouTube video of somebody stacking cakes. But I had already had seen this and watched all the shows, right? right, right? right, right. So I had kind of had like an idea of what right, to do. Okay. It was the most difficult cake I've ever made in my life. <laughs> How long did it take you? I think it took me like three hours to put together. <laughs> and now what does it take you? Oh, like 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what kind of cake was it? Okay, so it was a vanilla cake, and she wanted pink, and she's really girly. So I made a naked cake because I was like, I can't put normal frosting layer on a cake. I don't know how to, so we're going to go with the naked cake. The one where you can still see the bread on the sides, for those who don't know. It's like the milk bar cake, if you guys like know what that looks like. So then I made her, uh, I guess, what seemed to be a naked cake, and I went to go get (laughs) (laughs) decorations. What did you decorate it with? I put a little, she loves Tito's, so okay. I just put a little Tito bottle on top, and I put some flowers and some, like, really girly sprinkles, and then I went to go buy a cake box, and I gave it to her, and she freaking loved it. She was so excited, I think, just because I made it for her, you yeah. know? Um, there was other girls there, and everybody's like, let's eat it now, and I'm like, don't eat it fucking right now, guys. <laughs> You're like, not in front of me. Not in front of me. Oh my gosh, I was like sweating so much. Oh I my was god. Like, oh. Did they like it? Did they eat it in front of you? They eat it. They they loved it. It was vegan too and gluten free. Yeah. Okay, how did that <laughs> feel? Were you nervous that like, well obviously yeah, you were nervous, but like what did that feel like when someone was like, oh my god, I loved it? Well, all of them took out their phones to take a picture of oh, it. Oh god. <laughs> was your heart just like... I was like, oh my god. But at that time... You know, it's so funny because when you don't do something, you think something is beautiful. 
until you start to practice and you develop, uh, uh-huh. then you see the differences. You see kind of your flaws where things can be better, right. you know? So at that time, I thought it was the most beautiful cake right. I've ever made yeah. myself. So then people were like taking pictures of it. They were like, oh my God, how do I order one? Where's your website? How do you... How do I order this? My my mom's birthday is coming up. So these girls are like blowing me up, which sweet sweet souls, <laughs> sweet You're sweet like, souls. That thing was not worth it. <laughs> sweet souls. So then, do you still have a picture of it? I do. Okay. You want to see it? I want to see it, but we're also gonna we'll share it on the um. I'll put it on a reel or something so we can okay. see. So then, oh my God, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm sure it's also like amazing. Like we're for my first time. <laughs> critics okay oh. so this is it is you want to see it yeah yeah of course i want to see it oh my god it's so good <laughs> what the hell i was literally expecting like a fucking half fallen fucking cake and then look let at, me see it no again. but look at my sweet friend she's so happy <laughs> how cute oh my god this is really freaking good that was my first cake ever that is so awesome so then that got me thinking maybe i should start practicing on my cakes yeah okay i kid you not a week later somebody randomly finds me on Instagram and tells me that they want me to make their baby's first cake. <laughs> I know. And she was such like a, a smash cake or I actually don't, for the party. Actually for, I don't know. Okay. Well, we aren't in the pandemic. Oh, right. So I think it was just for them. Okay. So she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm not trying to be difficult or anything. Just can you put anything? Everything is closed. I don't have anywhere to go. Oh, that's right. Yes. So there was nothing open at the time. So that she was dying. a lot of people to social media to purchase things. Yes. She's like, I just found you randomly. I think you would be perfect. Can you just make anything for me? And I was just like, okay. That was the first time somebody paid for a cake. <laughs> and this is in, so 2020, like what month? I think like May. So it's the same timeline because it was like a week after. You have like these two people that have wanted your cakes and then cookies are getting ordered and then... It's actually, it's really funny that you asked me that because after that, I think I got into my head. Like very much so after that. Like I took it very serious. A lot of the fun was sucked out of it because now that you're this baker and this person who does this for a living, right? Because people associate me me with baking now I'm like okay I need to be there for every single sale Mm -hmm. I need to have flash sales I need to keep selling how come I didn't make enough money from like last week so I got into my head um so now this is from like May to like December okay um super into my head I'm not making sales people kind of like start going down um the excitement for me to kind of dies everything kind of just died a little bit. And so I was just like, okay, this is not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun anymore. However, I'm producing still, but I'm still trying to beat my own earnings. Right. Okay. But you're still at your nine to five. Yes. So you're doing this like on the weekends and like after work, after work. Yeah. No, there would be times where I would wait. I would stay till like three, four in the morning to complete orders and work. But the excitement was like gone. Yes. And what? I think it was just because sales. I was trying you to... You were focused on that. Yeah, I was focused on that and trying to market. And when I wasn't getting people's attention, it was really hitting my confidence. Mm-hmm. So then now I'm it's like... personal. Yeah. Maybe this isn't for me. So at that... That's t- crazy. We never even talked about that. Yeah. So then at that time, I go on to Instagram story. This is the end of 
2020 around December and I tell people, hey, I'm going to take a step back and I really need to just bake for myself. I'll be only taking cookie orders and I kind of just reevaluated. I said, I really love baking. I don't want to hate this hobby and this passion of mine anymore. And so I started to bake for myself and I took less orders to bring back the fun of it, which was really hard to do. That I'm like silent, you guys, which never happens, but I'm silent because that's like literally exactly what I just went through. Yeah. I think think we all kind of go through it. It like, it's a change of energy, which I think is the thing that you said, like the excitement died down uh, through with other people. Like they weren't excited to buy your cakes or your cookies anymore. But, but you know what? I think it's because I was pushing it in their face. Yeah. It's because of the energy that Mm -hmm. you're putting off. And that's like. That is something so hard to grasp until you are ready to see it. Because Mm -hmm. when I did my last launch for Confidence Queens Academy, I was really excited about that program. Mm. I was so excited about producing it. I was so excited about getting people in it. But though I had gotten so in my head, Mm -hmm. I had just done a course on, I was in like multiple courses at once and coaching with someone. And I'm like all about the strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I have I'm launching this on this day and I'm, I'm going to be on Instagram story talking about this on this day and this on this day and this and this. And a lot of that is good, right? But if you don't have the right energy behind it, which I didn't at the time, and that's what you're saying too, is like you got, you get so in your head about how many people are ordering and you're taking it personal, right? Like how many people are in my program? I knew that five was a number that I really wanted and was like, um, going to get me to my financial goal that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I knew, Hey, in my last program, I only got this many people in. So five is a reasonable number, which it totally is. However, the number meant so much to me, mm-hmm. just like you're saying with the sales, like yeah. it meant so much to me. If I didn't get five people in that program, like I knew how it was going to feel. And like that energy comes across as you're selling. Like it comes across like as you're talking, as you're like just you're forcefully your... trying to bring people in, it, and people everything. feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't even know that you're giving off yes, that energy. Yes, you don't. <laughs> you don't. I did not know that until I took a step back. Wait, and then another thing that I want to add that while I was putting all this pressure on me with numbers and taking everything personal, I was also looking at other successful businesses, and I was trying to okay. copy what they were doing. Oh, copy. Not copying their stuff, but copying their strategies, like you're saying. So then I started to see that people are doing, like, flash sales, and they're doing, like, forms, and so that they can get people to buy their goodies until before they're out, right? And so they're doing all of this stuff, and I'm just like, okay, well, if it's working for them, then I need Uh to do it, too. So I started to do it, and I... This is the... This is why, like, I think it's so important to do stuff and to learn and to, like have these mistakes and everything because they teach you so much okay i'm getting a lot of sales and then i'm like okay i'm gonna do a christmas flash sale i'm gonna make all these cupcakes and all these cookies and people are gonna be dying to order for me and they're gonna come and they're gonna like everything's gonna sell out okay so then i stay up all night i fucking make like so many damn cupcakes and so many cookies (laughs) and it's just sitting there in my fridge Nobody ordered anything, but I think that's exactly. Time, guys, or I would have. (laughs) But this is exactly what it is, right? That this is somebody else's strategy. Someone else's customers love that. Yes, 
those are not my customers. Yeah, they might not even know what that is. They mm-hmm. might not even know what a flash sale is, so we, we they don't have the education to know that. And then also, they're not used to buying in that way from mm-hmm. you. Yeah, so that was another big thing that happened, and that really made me go into the Instagram story and say, hey guys, I'm going to really have to evaluate this and Take bring back, back the joy, because it didn't... It, it, it wasn't that I was upset. It was more of like it taught me that I wasn't being authentic with myself. Yeah. At that moment. What made you feel that way? Was it just having those orders like not, not, not happen? Or like what made you feel like you weren't being authentic? Like how did you recognize that? I think I just, I just said it out loud <laughs> in the story. I was like, oh, yeah, in my, in my story, I was just like, I think that I'm doing things that are working for other people and I'm copying it and then it's not working for me. So then that must tell me that I'm not working how I should be working. And that was like the biggest indicator to me that something was off. That it was like not from like really what you wanted to do. Yeah. You t- how long did you take to like evaluate yourself? What did that look like? I think the good thing that I did was that I took time to dive into my craft. So and then learn more. yeah, to learn about myself, learn about what I wanted to do. It took me actually a, a really long time to figure out what my style was in baking. I would see these beautiful cakes online. So here we go to the comparing again, yeah. right? You would see these beautiful things online and I wanted to replicate them. Not exactly, but just like the energy behind the cake and everything. Yeah. And it wouldn't come out. It would look like shit. Literally, I was just like, wow. Okay, so this is not my style. Yeah. Although I admire it. Right. And I think it's beautiful. And I would totally buy this. And I want this. And I want to have the same artistic skill. It's just not me. Yeah. And even though there's some people who were like, oh my god, this is beautiful. I would look at it and just be like, this is not me. Yeah. And I thought that I had to produce something elaborate for people to like me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that I've done all of that uh, experimenting and knowing about myself, a lot of my customers are very dainty, classy, um, minimalistic. Yeah. And this is why they come for me. Yes. It's like, it's the same thing in every industry. This is what I have, why I'm like so excited to be interviewing different people is because just how you're saying like your customer found you because they liked you, Mm -hmm. not the other way around, right? You aren't going out there trying to meet the needs of somebody who's different than what you like, right? Yes. Or different than what you can create at your best. Your customers already find you because they're attracted to you. Just like we were talking about with the generator projector, which Mm -hmm. you guys, I'm going to have my other friend Jenna come on and talk about um, human design. We attract, we don't project and chase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that was really important for me to learn in business too, because I was always thinking like, what is my, what does my customer want? Like I need to produce what they want. Uh, do people want like, a? this is like early trainer days, but it was like, do they want like a meal plan? Do they want like, um, let me do it all. Yeah. Do they want a meal plan? Do they want like workouts? Do they want ab workouts? Do they want butt workouts? Do they want this? And then it was like the imposter syndrome that hits you. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's insane. Like, you feel that if you can't do it all, nobody's going to fucking want to yes. buy from you or want your service. Yes, and it's like, no, when you do one or two things really, really, really well, Yes. and like you said, hone in on your craft, that's when people are like, holy shit, I love what she does. Like, clients who come to me, I was just talking to another client about this the other day for personal training, I used to think I had to be, like, ripped 
Mm. Or I had to be like the smallest version of myself mm. because let's get real, I was never gonna be ripped. <laughs> but or I never thought. Well, you look I would pretty ripped, ripped to me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I thought I had to be this small, small version of myself, and I thought like I'm gonna wait to become a trainer until I lose more weight, oh, or like shoot. yeah, like when I become a trainer, like no one's gonna want to train with me because I'm not small enough. Mm. And every um, 99% of the clients that I get for personal training Mm -hmm. now or before, like no matter what size I was at, Mm -hmm. they said, I came to you, whether they found me online, in person, through Instagram, however, Mm -hmm. because I related to you. Mm. Yes. You were a more realistic form of a body because, you know, I wasn't intimidated by you, whatever. Like that, like you whoever you is listening and owns your own business or wants to own your own business or wants to get out there and do something that's putting yourself out there. Like you are the secret sauce. Oh yeah. You know, when you have like copycat recipe that you find on Pinterest for Mm -hmm. like Chick-fil-A sauce or like, like whenever (laughs) you make, I was going to say roadhouse ranch, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure this California bitch doesn't know what that is. No, I don't because is that from Texas? Yes. (laughs) But if you, if anybody from Texas is listening, like if you, you know, you find these recipes online for this like perfect thing, right. That is at Mm -hmm. the restaurant and you try to make it, it's never the same, Mm -hmm. right. It could be pretty close, but it's not the same and it just feels off. Right. Yeah. That's like us trying to duplicate what someone else is doing. Mm -hmm. It's just somehow off. Right. It's not us. What I'm saying by all this. (laughs) Like what not, are you trying to say? I'm not breathing. That's what I'm trying to say. It's okay, good. breathe. <laughs> no, After you like, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I move the table, guys. <laughs> it's like coming at stuff with authenticity is like number one. Authenticity yeah. and um, your own secret sauce. Like people flock to you because you are you. When you're 100% aligned to who you are. Yes. And you're showing up as you every single day. People are attracted yes. to that. 100%. I don't know. It's just like us. When we buy something from somebody, yeah. it can be the same thing. And then this person can just, you just feel that person's yep. energy and you're just like, okay, I'm going to buy it from that person. Yes. Because they're my favorite. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but it's true. Yeah. And so it's the same thing. You don't know how many people message me on when I'm doing my stories. And they're like, oh my God, you're so cute. And blah, blah, blah. Like, it's so cute that you said this or you did this. And then you start creating relationships yeah. with them. And then they're like, hey, you know what? I have this event coming up. Are you, do you want to make some cookies for me? And that's just how it happens because yeah. it's you. It's you. And I think that people say that so much all the time, right? That, oh, you have a gift to give. And that even though a hundred million people are doing exactly yeah. what you're doing, ah, my head came out. hearing aid. <laughs> And I, and I listen to podcasts all the time, right? When I was starting off and they used to say that it's you, but I didn't know what that meant until you're in your, yeah, you're doing your thing and you're just like, oh, people like me just for showing up, for making a mistake, for saying the wrong thing, for maybe making the wrong thing as well too. They don't care. They don't care. They're just like, it's okay. That's probably why that cake to you that you're talking about your first cake. To you, it looks like, oh my God, I could have done way better. Like you see all the flaws in it, right? Mm -hmm. But the person you give it to, they don't see any flaws because they're like, oh my God, you made it. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's something that we also dwell on it a lot is that people are just looking for our mistakes mm -hmm. or errors or they expect us to be perfect. Like, fuck, that's our criteria. We're putting all that pressure on ourselves because out of the many customers that I've ever had, 
no one has ever been freaking rude to me or been like, oh my God, this is ugly or this is terrible or they probably never told me, but everybody's been so sweet to me. And I think it's because they know that we did it. Yes. Yeah. It's like putting your, your heart into it. So, and people can feel that energy. So like, even if you did it and maybe it wasn't exactly like what they thought Mm -hmm. or it wasn't like exactly you know, what they pictured in their mind or whatever. Maybe there was like something small that they could notice. Like they're, because they know your energy and they know your heart, they're also not like, oh, like Mm -hmm. I need to point that out. You know, like I think like the energy you put out is in the energy that you receive back. If you had a different energy to you, Mm -hmm. if you had a negative and like toxic energy to you, you're going to attract that type of person. So then when you give them a cake and maybe one little thing is different than what they expected, they're going to be like quick to point it out. They're going to be like angry with you, Mm -hmm. defensive, not want to pay. Like you attract Mm -hmm. what you're putting out. It's, I think it's more than anything. If somebody is listening and they're doing something and they're thinking about making it a business, right? Or a small business, whatever they want to do. I think they need to like, realize that not to get into their head Mm -hmm. because I thought about everything that could go wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I even thought like I could get sued. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All these things. And and it's not even like that out there. I mean, I know it does happen and this is, we need to be careful, but the people you bring in sometimes really do care about you. I've created so many friendships from just baking. Friends online that I've never even met. Yeah. Who I know are bakers like in Florida or something. And we're friends now. Yeah. And we talk about like what our business is doing and what we're up to. And it's just so beautiful to find other people. I think that's the best part of like our job. And being like on social and creating is those random friendships and seeing like other people's lives unfold. And that's the beautiful, you know, social media gets, I think, like such a, a bad you know, connotation. But I think the good thing about social media is those things Mm -hmm. like connecting with people across the world and, um, seeing their lives unfold, you know, and you feel this like immense connection and that's what people feel for both of us as well. Okay. So catch us up to leaving your nine to five to make Bake Shell your top priority. You know, I don't think I, I know that me and you have talked about me leaving my job but I think it was more of because it was becoming very stressful for me okay it was robbing some of my joy and happiness that wouldn't leave me to put that type of creativity into big show so it was kind of like taking away from me but how we well there's one thing I want to talk about first okay when it comes to business and when you're in business it's really hard to take a step back because you think that if you take a step Mm -hmm. back you're going to lose people. You're going to lose people's interest. Momentum. Momentum, money, yeah. all these things, right? People are going to think that I'm a, f- uh, yeah. a fake, uh, that I'm not really doing it. this. Yeah, that I'm not really doing this, that maybe I'm not doing so well, you know? Right. I got this huge nudge um, in 2021, like around June, to take a step back from my business, actually, and to take care of myself, to really heal, to go to therapy. I went to therapy... Um, I got a course on manifestation from the manifestation babe. That was going to be 21 weeks. Um, I took some more time to enjoy my friends as well too. And I was still taking orders, but it wasn't really like I was 
in people's faces kind of sharing that I was baking all the time. Yeah. They got to see a different side for me. So I don't know why I felt called to do that, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust myself and I'm going to do this. I feel like something big is coming and I need to be prepared for that. So I went to therapy. <laughs> I did all the healing that I had to do. And because of that, I wanted to make Bake Shell something. I didn't know how to or where to start. But because I took that time away, I realized that I needed to actually let go of my job in order to feel happy and to make Big Shell something. I always thought that I had to make Big Shell something first mm. before I could leave my job. I think that's such an interesting point. People, because I think a lot of times we hear these stories of like entrepreneurs and you're like, they, you hear the story of like, well... I started making more in my side hustle, so that's when I knew it was time for me to leave my 9 to 5. And you're like, okay. No, no, I haven't done that yet. Oh, no. (laughs) No, and that's not how it happens a lot of times. Yeah. Like, that wasn't how it happened with Renee and I. It doesn't always happen in the same way for everybody. And the other interesting thing that you said was, like, you took the step back, and it's almost like that cleared out, like, mental space for Mm -hmm. you to be able to see what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times we can have, which this happened to me recently too, is you can have so many things going on in our brain and so many thoughts coming in and intruding and, and this laundry list of to do's every day. And like, you know, holding space for everyone, especially in the business, the industry that you were in before holding space for everyone and trying to juggle all this stuff that like, when the fuck do we have time to hear that, you know, little nudge or hear that like, Hey, like... You don't have like any time to make Bake Shell what it is because you're busy doing all this other stuff. Like you can't even hear those voices because you have thousands of other things happening in your brain all day. So it really, like you said, took you taking time off in Mm -hmm. order to springboard you forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people are scared to do. Oh, yeah. And I was scared. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, I wanted to come on and just break this interview up a little bit. Michelle and I actually recorded for almost three full hours this day. So there is a lot of audio, but I wanted to just stop it here for today and give you guys the second half of this interview next week. I hope this interview with her gave you guys a lot of value, showed you guys some insight into business, having some confidence within starting your own business. If that's something that you guys are looking to do next week, we're going to be talking a lot more about how we met, um, friendships and overall self-confidence. Next week, I'm actually sharing a story that I've never shared publicly before. This story is a really, really valuable story if you struggle with standing up for yourself. If you guys want to follow Bake Shell or Michelle on Instagram, she is at by by bake as in bake a cake, shell as in seashell. So at by bake shell on Instagram. She's launching her own website really, really soon here to ship cookies uh, nationwide. And I'll have everything regarding her linked in the show notes. And then if you want more of her, we are having her, like I said, again next week. So if you guys found this episode valuable, if you guys liked it, please leave me a five-star review down below, rate the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm going to be uploading episodes every single Thursday and you don't want to miss them. But until then... I love you guys so, so much, and don't forget to let your confidence shine. Mm -hmm.